Hey, y'all. Welcome to Latte and Laundry. I'm Suzanne Bilodeau, and I am so honored to be with you here as we navigate motherhood, wifehood, sisterhood, and everything in between. This is a podcast for my fellow imperfect people who want to grow in greater communion with our most perfect God. So join me and my friends as we laugh, cry, dive deep, and explore with one another as we journey towards stilling our souls while moving our world. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Latte and Laundry. I am so excited to be here with you guys. You do not understand. I know I talk about this all the time, and you're probably like, okay, Suzanne, enough is enough. But it so delights my heart to get on here and to talk about all things Jesus and to like journey alongside other people, other women that I know are, are seeking our Lord and stumbling and falling on our way, but just desire to grow in greater intimacy and union with God and to learn how to both bear the fruit of his love to our spouses and to our children and to our friends more graciously and more abundantly. <laughs> and we are all messing up on our way, right? This is the podcast for my imperfect people, fellow imperfect people. And here we are. And the only way this could even bless my heart even more, you guys, is if I could sit down with each and every one of you with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a glass of wine and be able to really like deep heart chat to hear how our Lord is moving individually in each and every one of your lives. Like I legit love it. I know like that's like not realistic, like to have the capacity to chat with everybody deeply but like that's like the desire of my heart but I let God just lead me to (laughs) doing it on the podcast here and every week or so I get some great emails of just how to hear hearing from some of you guys hearing how our Lord is moving in your hearts and you do not know how much it blesses me because I just love to walk alongside women on this journey. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your own stories, your own testimonies, how God is moving in your wifehood, your motherhood, and just in your interior life with him. And if you want to connect, always feel free to email me at Suzanne at LatteAndLaundry.com. It blesses me more than you guys will know. But instead of being able to share a cup of coffee with you, here we are now um, journeying alongside each other on this podcast. And and we are approaching the holiday season. We are just getting over the hump of a lot of the fall activities. I feel like it's just so crazy how... Um, September through December often works in um, modern culture where we just dive headfirst into the fall season with our children, with activities, with sports, with school, clubs, everything. And things somewhat start to settle down right around the time that we're about to enter into the holiday season of Thanksgiving and Christmas and what is designed and hopefully life-giving slower season. However, The world has us caught up in so many um, activities and to-dos during the season that sometimes we lose sight of what we are called to do and to enter into this time with God. And it's just got my heart praying through a lot. I've really been on this journey lately um, of really trying to slow down. And I I think I want to do another podcast episode with you guys another time on just the, the... the real destruction of hurry 
I always say to people, I was born and raised in a rush. I only knew how to function in a rush. And I am, I've slowly tried to transform that and allow God to kind of like break that cycle within me over the years. Um, and I find God specifically in this season calling me to such. And it it brings me back to that prayer that I did. And I did a podcast series on, I think it was in the winter, spring-ish season of 2022 was it 2022 it might have been yeah 2022 um or I did it on this prayer and I'll, I'll say the prayer here because I've just been really refocusing my heart on it because I have been quite distracted and that's going to really lead us into my the podcast episode today where I really just want to talk about is your heart distracted But before I open us up with our Bible verse for the week, I want to just repeat this prayer that God put on my heart because I think it's one that encompasses some of the basic areas of my own struggle. And I and when I first did this series and I talked about this prayer in my heart, I heard from a number of women that this this similarly blessed their hearts because they felt like this was the heart cry of their own heart with God. And so I'll say it here and we can talk about it more in depth if I do another episode on um, just breaking the destruction of hurry. But it's, it's this, Lord, break me from the need to control, free me from this bondage, soften my face, quiet my voice, and let me rush for nothing at all. And it's funny because my husband, every once in a while, if I'm hurrying or doing something, he'll be like, rush for nothing at all. And he like knows this is my prayer. And he, he is so good at helping me remember um, what God is calling me to. So let me open us up with our Bible verse for the week. And let's dive into this idea of reflecting on the distracted. And it's Hebrews 12, 2, which says, Fix your attention on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of the faith, who in view of the joy set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay, you guys. I just want to really get into something that I was, um, I kind of touched on it on another podcast episode recently um, that I did um, with Colleen Carol Campbell. And it's just this idea of a distracted heart, the way that the enemy is so sneaky in our, in our modern culture, in our modern world today. And I think, especially as we're entering into the Thanksgiving and holiday season, I really wanted to talk about this because... It is just so incredibly easy for the devil to turn our hearts away from God through mere distraction, right? And it isn't even, what's what's great is, I don't know if anybody here has read Screwtape Letters, which if you haven't, I highly recommend it by C.S. Lewis. And it's just really shows it's just kind of like a play in showing the workings of devils and how they try to keep us from God and to basically ruin and poison our souls and they do it in such subtle hidden ways right like we've talked about this before where the devil doesn't show up so obviously like we've seen in all those cartoons over the years red with horns and a tail and he might quite literally be like this but this is not how he often shows up in our lives especially those of us who have had the seeds of faith planted in our hearts and souls he knows better because if he showed up so egregious so evil and tried to pull us in such 
dark ways. We might be, we might reject it instantly because we can see it's, it's bad. We can see how negative it is. We can see the destruction it's going to do to our souls. So we turn away. So he knows guys, he knows how to be so smooth and so subtle so that we do not even realize he is doing what he is doing until after the fact and sometimes often too late to stop it. The devil is quite literally in the distraction. And there are so many reasons why he distracts us because he knows it's a way. It keeps our focus off God. It fills us with doubt and worry. And when Satan fills our minds with distractions, um, we start to think of all these other temporal earthly things, right? And we often become very self-focused on our what we believe is our needs, our wants, our demands. We start to compare. It steers away from walking actually in the pathway, in the um, vocation, in the roles that God has led us to. So instead keeps our hearts fully away from God and it's simple, small ways that the devil hides in these distractions. And in our modern times, this is especially true, you guys. There are so many different things working against our hearts just in the design of our modern culture today. Um, There's this quote by Ronald Rollheiser that I just think is really, really important and really big. And it says, today, a number of historical circumstances are blindly flowing together and accidentally conspiring to produce a climate within which it is difficult not to just to think about God or to pray, but simply to have any interior depth whatsoever. And then later he goes on, we, for every kind of reason, good and bad, are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. It's not that we have anything against God, depth and spirit. We would like these. It is just that we are habitually too preoccupied to have any of these show up on our radar screens. We are more busy than bad more distracted than non-spiritual, and more interested in the movie theater, the sports stadium, and the shopping mall, and the fantasy life they produce in us than we are in church. Pathological busyness, distraction, and restlessness are major blocks today within our spiritual lives. Pathological busyness, this distraction. We are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. And you guys, we do this all so often on our own accord. And we, even many of us who are like, I do it all the time. Many of us who have hearts after Christ, many of us who spend time in prayer and and going to mass and listening to good podcasts and reading good books and trying to carve out prayer time in our day. A distracted heart is not just one that doesn't think about God. Because many of us often think about God and often think about our faith and our interior lives and our spirituality and loving him and loving others through our love for him. And yet we are still distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. And that's because many of us, and you look at the world around us, I bet you could probably not choose many people who would say, I choose against God, but they simply don't choose God because of all the things that have become distractions for our day. Whether it's um, what activities our kids are going to be involved in, hustling and shuffling from here and there, anxiety over making sure 
that um, we do well at our jobs or succeed in our parenthood or keep up with the Joneses, whether it's keeping up with the Catholics like I did the episode on or keeping up with the Joneses in the secular sense of what we have and what we've accomplished. There's so much that can consume our hearts and minds that simply take us away from that time of Christ consuming our hearts and minds, right? And um, this isn't a new message. I think all the time when we hear this um, infamous Bible parable in Luke 8, where Jesus is talking about sowing the seeds, we hear all this and it's talking about, and and it's a really important parable. He's talking about seed that fell on rocky ground, seed that was eaten up by the birds, seed that was um, planted and choked up by the thorns that grew around it. Um, He talks about all these different ways in which the word of God and the faith that we have are take us away from God and do not grow and produce fruit. But I think a lot of times we see this and we're like, yeah, but I, you hear, we hear these, these Bible passages. And if we are Christ seeking people who love our Lord and love our faith, we can think that often they don't apply because we are following Christ. We are listening to his word and trying to do all that he does. But I want to focus in on that specific one that he talks about in the parable where he says, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. And now my friends, I ask you prayerfully reflect on if this is you, because this is something that I need to settle in with my own heart. And it says, Jesus goes on to explain later when he explains the meaning of the parable, he says, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. Okay. Are we consumed with the anxieties of life? Is our retirement account big enough? (laughs) Is our kids' education good enough? Am I in the best shape? All these things that are real important things that we are called to tend to. But I always say that these are, they might not seem like minor details, you guys, but I always say these are the minor details that with the with a prayer and a heart set on God, he will help us discern and make the right decisions on. But these are not the places that our hearts should be consumed. Our hearts should be consumed with the love of God himself and how we can pour that out onto our children, onto friends, onto everybody that we encounter. And when we are distracted by so many of the world's um, temptations, if you will, our hearts simply cannot be focused on God. Like that opening Bible first said, fix our attention on Jesus, right? The pioneer and perfecter of the faith, fix our eyes on him. And it is this great, um, quote that, um, I forget who said it, but it says, if Satan cannot have your heart, He'll simply do the best to distract you, right? If he can't have you, if you say, I choose God, I'm going to show up, then the best thing he can do at his best is to just distract your heart. And I think this is an invitation for all of us going into this season. What is this season about? Faith, family, Christ coming into this world, the word incarnate, flesh and bone, being born into a family, establishing the church. We are about to enter into one of the most beautiful seasons in our liturgical year. And yet we can often get distracted with cookie swaps and presents and um, stocking stuffers 
And are my decorations good enough? Are my Christmas cards up to par this year? And not that those things are intrinsically bad because they're not. They're actually really beautiful. I love doing Christmas cards and I love receiving them. But it's good to keep this idea of the distracted heart in our front view as we enter into this season so that we can slow down and allow it to be about God. Allow him to settle up into those places within our heart that maybe we haven't allowed him to settle in yet, right? If we're distracted and we're busy, it's very easy not to look at a lot of the things that God is desiring for us to look at, whether it's places of joy or places of woundedness. He wants to enter into all of those places and why not in the better time than during the coming Advent season? And um, there's this thing that my kids and I do and I might have talked about it on here I don't recall so forgive me if I have and recently and I've been redundant but we intentionally take off the advent season every year to slow down to give God our attention so that those things that we do we do these things called um, candy caning where my kids and I every year will make up a bible verse to um we decide, not make up, I apologize. We decide on a Bible verse that we want to use. And sometimes we use a couple Bible verses and we print it out and we put, put it on construction paper and cut it out. And then we punch a hole, we glue it, glue the Bible verse onto the construction paper as kind of like a border, red or green, something holiday season. Then we punch a hole in it. And then on the back we say, we write, um, you are loved and like maybe like Jesus loves you or something like that. So there's a Bible verse on the front and on the back. It says Jesus loves you or you are loved. Punch a hole in it, tie some string and tie it around a candy cane. And then my kids and I <laughs> go around um, with a the music playing, Christmas, usually Christmas music playing. And um, we go around in the van. We have the big monster, what looks like the kidnapper mobile, I call it. 12 passenger van. And we go around into different parking lots, into different shopping centers, and for different plazas, into different um, nursing home parking lots. We basically go around and take our time with tons of these and deliver them. I let my, each of my children, we rotate. Each child chooses a car they want to deliver on the, the driver's handle, uh, deliver the candy cane. And so they get a candy cane and this little note about Christ and the, me- the meaning of the season. And this is something that I do that I think if I had tried doing before we took the time to really slow down for the holiday season and enter into what it was doing, what we were doing, it would have just been another check off the box, a hasteful rushing. We just got to get this done because we do the candy caning every year. And that is missing the whole point of slowly entering into this time with our Lord and to love others through it. This is a delight I do with my children. And there's many things I know many of you probably do. Baking cookies for other people, secret Santas, um, going to sing and Christmas carol at the nursing homes. Whatever it is that you find God calling you to do to help embrace the beauty of the upcoming season. I invite you this year to do it in a way um, that can be slow and intentional and not hurried and hasteful. Because it's with that heart of peace that is mostly what is makes us about God 
not necessarily the action we are doing in itself, right? You could be baking cookies or you could be delivering candy canes or you could be sweeping the floor or you can be taking a walk down the street. It doesn't matter necessarily the activity, but with the heart centered on God, with the slowness and the peace of his love within us that completely changes the fruit that is born out of whatever it is that you are doing, right? And like that's motherhood 101 and I feel it all the time. Um, And I always am picking myself up and dusting myself off and reminding myself that if as long as my heart is focused on him and not filled with the anxiety of meeting people's expectations or getting places on time and racing through a task with my children, that regardless of what I produce with my physical body in terms of the time that has been allotted to me, fruit will be born simply out of like entering into and allowing his peace to enter my heart during these these times, right? And I think I just want to invite everybody here along with myself to really be intentional this holiday season Um, because I think more often than not, we don't realize how distracted our hearts get, right? Like scrolling your phone on social media, binge watching Netflix, all these things like Netflix is not intrinsically bad. Social media is not intrinsically bad. There's so many things that our hearts can be distracted with that are not intrinsically bad in and of themselves. But when they become a distraction to take our hearts away from either that quietness that God is inviting us to, taking us away from um, communing with God in and through our activities, or if they're taking us away from looking at and inviting Christ into certain places within our hearts that we have not yet looked at and experienced his love in these places, then they serve to produce more rotten than good fruits, right? And so to take the time to look at our our days, look at how we are easily distracted. And there are a million ways, you guys. Like the enemy is the king of distraction. And our modern world serves him in this way, especially in the holiday season. So I just think it's an invitation for us to really pause Because often when the enemy sends distractions, they never actually look like distractions until they are finished distracting you. Like we don't even know we were distracted until we're done being distracted, which you guys is one of the reasons why um, I'm just so glad I was obedient when God told me to get off um, Instagram because I thought it was beautiful and I loved it. Like, I'll be honest, you guys, I really loved it. I did not feel dirty. I did not feel insecure. I did not feel the typical things that I had often felt with Facebook over the years. I only got on Instagram for a latte and laundry. And when I got off, I was like, really, God, I really loved that. That was the only way I connected with a certain number of people. So it was really hard. But now I look back and I'm like, whoa, that was a distraction. I mean, there were people speaking and, and breathing such beauty and life into who God was and his goodness during that time. And yet it still was a distraction for my heart. It still took me away from him. It still was something that swallowed up my time that I spent time preparing posts and and um, stories and taking more pictures of my kids to post than I was actually being present to the the, the beauty that was set before me. 
And I think during this holiday season, there's so much of that. Focus less on your picture perfect Christmas cards for to post and share on Instagram and focus your heart more on the eyes of the children in front of you because that is Christ alive right before you. To go into this season with open hands instead of clasping graspy hands um, with control and anxiety and checklists. Instead, just to go through this season with a docility of heart that may lead to more freedom, more joy, and more peace, just as Christ comes to us and to bear this fruit in our own lives. Okay, my friends, I'm going to close us up in prayer. Um, In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I just want to thank you. Thank you for the gift of your heart. Thank you for the gift of your love. Thank you for this time I get to spend with my lovely friends here um, just discussing your goodness. Um, I praise you and I thank you. And I just pray that all of us, women alike, whether we are mothers or wives or not, that we can really go into this upcoming holiday season less distracted and more determined to set our hearts upon you. Not with an anxious fear of failing, but with a freedom and a joy and a peace of knowing that slowly with you, we can delight in the goodness that is set before us amongst the messes, (laughs) amongst the chaos, and amongst the busyness that our lives often entail. I ask you to bless each woman here. Bless her heart. Bless her spouse. Bless her home. Bless her children. Let her know that she is so loved and delighted in so that she can then turn outward and love and delight in those around her. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, my friends, it's always so good to be here with you. I am so grateful to have had this time with you. And um, yeah, I hope you all had a really, um, or will have, because I think this will come out before Thanksgiving, will have a blessed Thanksgiving. And I really cannot wait to catch up with you guys next week. God bless y'all.